Hi, I'm Justin. Also, I hate the way my voice sounds, so if you can like do whatever Photoshop does to voices, make me sound awesome. And this is my lovely friend. The beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And it's just about getting into the seat of being the beholder. Haley. I don't think you have to be particularly perceptive. I just think you have to look up. This podcast is mostly just her telling me stories. If you expose yourself to the possibility that this might be really awkward, there, there could be something just really cool on the other side of it. She thinks that her life and way of looking at things are... Oh, I thought I was kind of waiting on you. I thought you were getting your stuff ready. You're waiting on me? Pretty normal. You got to edit out all the misinformation about the Amish. Maybe you can relate. I would like a chance to re-sing the Amish paradise. <laughs> if you want lighthearted stories... All right, you want to talk about goats? And stream of consciousness... I just woke up and needed some friends, and so I bought them. Then you're gonna like the Sunny Side Up podcast. Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up, Sunny Side Up. So, if you're at all like me, you may feel that you're living in a world that can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times. I'm also a huge fan of podcasts, documentaries, docudramas, stories, and of just information in general. Between all of that, and the social media and news, sometimes our brains can feel like they're on overload. Haley and I hope that this podcast can be something of an anecdote to all of that, like little jello shots of joy and distraction. None of it is too serious or really too informative. Mostly it's just two friends who have conversational chemistry talking about whatever enters the minds of relatively ADHD people. We hope you enjoy. All that, like, speaking of field trips, when in first grade we were on a field trip and we went to the zoo, which is a very classic field trip, and it's never a regrettable choice. No. Well, unless it's like the Collins Zoo, which is no longer in existence, or Joe Exotic Zoo or whatever. But the oh. zoo that we were at... Um, one of the mothers that was chaperoning stepped on a manhole cover and fell into it. No. Yeah, and it was like no. right outside the reptile exhibit. So it is exactly the nightmare that you imagine falling into a manhole cover um, could be, which I still don't know exactly how that happened. I've read somewhere that the reason manhole covers are not square is because you could turn that sideways and drop it into the, the manhole. Like if you had a square lid, you could turn it at an angle and corner to corner, it would fall in. But uh, with a circle, not so much. So most of them are disc shaped. Yeah. But somehow or another, uh, my friend's mother stepped on it and like fell into it. She managed to catch herself with her oh elbows, but sure enough, like that will rain on your parade. A bunch yeah. of first graders being sad about the group mom falling into the yeah. sewer system yeah. at the alligator exhibit. <laughs> yeah. Which was the second weirdest thing that I've actually seen at that zoo. There okay. was a wedding the next time I went there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. At a zoo. Mm -hmm. That's a very certain kind of couple that, like, yeah, we're doing our wedding at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Who are these people, do you suppose? Like, I don't are know. They, are they, like... Are, are, are they like, we're serious animal lovers and conservationists, or are they just like super weird? Like met at the tiger exhibit? I'm not sure. Yeah. And also, if you're choosing where in the zoo is your place. Oh, yeah, where in the zoo. To commit yourself to another person. Mm. I'm, I'm probably, I don't know, geese mate for life. That That's seems true. romantic in nature. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, like chimps throw poop at each other, and I don't. I don't think they're super monogamous. It would really depend on, like, what you're going for. So if it's, like, an open marriage 
and whatever, maybe like the, the primates, poop, the, the primates, primates could work. That could work. But if you're going for like that long term, like you're, you're penguins. My, Penguins? Penguins, for sure. Yeah, they're okay. committed. They are committed. Did you right. watch the March of the Penguins? I did. It marked me. Dude, it was so profound. It was, yeah. I still, sometimes whenever I just need to feel like, overwhelmed, mm. I will just think about the March of the Penguins and their ability to find their precise egg and their particular person and put put their, like, everything about it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen this 20-year-old movie. But right. But it is the Antarctic, which is the coldest place in the whole world, and how they survive there is totally. Is, it's, it is the Antarctic, not the Arctic, right? That's right. Yeah. So that's or like, New Zealand. I think they may also have some penguins. Yeah. And well, like Chile. Yeah, there's penguins around the world, but this particular March of the Penguins one talks about I think the emperor penguin and their experience in the most desolate hardest place to live like there can't be a harder place to live than antarctica like it's just horrific like and they're the most unlikely creature right oh yeah like not defensible whatsoever no. hardly any legs well they got like longer legs up under their little furry overcoats but i'm not certain but i think that an emperor penguin can grow to be six feet tall that seems like a stretch, but they can grow. They are the biggest. We're Googling this. We're Googling that. Like Billy Madison, when he's walking around the giant penguin suit, I think it's actually a pretty accurate representation. How tall is an 4.3 feet? Okay. I, That's I, not I, quite I, as I know. I, I swear. I should have thrown it out there. I was like, I think they're closer to four feet. I could have looked so smart right there. Cause Thank goodness. Animals used to right a six-foot-tall that would have penguin. Been, That's yeah, terrifying. That would have changed the March of the Penguins, <laughs> right? right? Yes. Yes. But there is an extinct Colossus penguin that was seven feet tall. Oh, come That's on. where. Wow. Well, probably with the giant heard... sloths. Yeah. So many giant things walking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor guys. Anyway, I still think the penguins would be a solid choice. To get married in front of? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm trying to think, like... It, it, it's really true. You could have it be more drama if you were near like one of the large cats. You know the roar. The wedding I saw was the tigers. The tigers, right? I could see that. Yeah, and Joe Exotic clearly like tapped into our whatever our affinity we have for the tigers. So I get that. That feels feels doable. But maybe it just yeah. You should really think about what kind of a couple you are. So like if you're doing if you're a wedding planner. For people that like to get married at zoos, you have to really think about each exhibit and like, how do these animals relate to you? Like, are you the the fun the reptile house? Right, like, oh, I, you're this couple. Like, they've got like the tattoos and the weird earrings in, and yeah, they got like, yes, yeah, so kind of a metal look, and they're like, you need to get married in the, by the reptiles, and they're gonna be like, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, who'd be the polar? Who's who's the polar bear couple? I couldn't tell you because I've never seen a polar bear exhibit at a zoo. Do really? we have those around here? I don't. I don't know. I don't go to zoos. To get I live in South Mississippi, so the polar bear exhibit probably melted. Would be like no bride wants to be upstaged by a solid yeah. white. Yeah. The polar bear is probably not the most sought out um, wedding venue. Although their fur can grow algae, so yeah. then he's less white, more green, more... and that might be more acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they get yellow. Yellow bears. Oh, but f- 
very different connotation in mind when you see what should be white but is now yellow. That's right. And probably from that, yes, come to think of it. Uh, or there's the polar bear um, who has just, like, eaten the seal and he's, like, red. Also not a good field trip experience. No, that's tough. Like, yeah, can't unsee that. Katie did have a bus breakdown on a field trip like they took the the gifted classes had taken a field trip to an art museum and in route the bus breaks down and so they unload the bus because in South Mississippi you're not staying on a broken down bus because it is a tin can so they oh, let yeah. the kids get off and um, we were in the parking lot of a funeral home. So they're like, come on in, kids. And the <laughs> big on. screen that would, like, scroll the memorials for, you know, the bereaved to yep. memorialize their loved ones. No, they just put, like, Disney movies on it so oh, wow. the kids could sit in the chapel and just chill for a moment. And for the curious, a couple of the funeral directors just took us on a tour through the back. And the curious being me, my mom, and my kid and nobody else. <laughs> But, Sounds about right. Yeah, like they let us walk back and see the crematorium where they would push the bodies into the – and there's actually a viewing window, which I wasn't familiar with because most – in our area, most people do just the traditional burial, mm. graveside, six feet under and all of that stuff. But in this regard, they said, you know, culturally there are groups who have to watch as their loved one is – going into the incinerators so that's really? why we have this yeah that's why they have like a whole viewing window for that wow and like i wanted to ask them some of the other things like i've heard that embalming fluid only cost about 14 bucks even though they charge you 300 dollars for it mm. but i felt like since they were being generous and let us sit in their air conditioning that that was probably not an appropriate thing to ask but i i do have a lot of questions about the funeral industry yeah it's it's a from what, I, from what I understand, relatively profitable industry. Oh, extremely profitable yeah. industry, such as the markup on the embalming fluid. Right. Like, that part's pretty accurate. Uh, I I heard that from an aspiring mortician who had come through the GED program, and that was his life's goal. Mm -hmm. So I know that that part was true. Um, and the caskets, like, thousands of dollars, but for a hot minute, you could buy them on walmart.com. And I think you oh. might could even get them through Costco, but you, they will, they will sell you one and you can get a, a pretty decent yet basic model for 250, 300 bucks. Wow. Or you could at the time that I looked, it's been a while. So like, like if you're like kind of frugal and you're thinking ahead and you're, so you, you like, you just, you, you pre-shop on Walmart and have that thing delivered. And then like, where do you put that in your house? Like, because you're, you're having to store it for a while. Like, if you're doing it ahead of time, and then, like, how do you explain that to, like, your guests when they come over? Like, oh, my God, is it like yeah, a serve, cash? serve refreshments out of it. Yeah. Leave like, it propped open on the yeah. side as a gun cabinet. Right. Um, Like, I would hope that you'd have a barn or a garage or somewhere where you could just close it up so that the inside doesn't get dusty. And you could just keep it set aside. But does that matter aside. ultimately? Like, I mean. Only for the viewing. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't fair. think. You probably don't want your loved ones to like look in and be reminded that you are about to be reduced to the dust from which ah, you came. Okay. So well, you having could, it clean is nice. You could vacuum it out. Yeah. Before, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's a service. Well, you'd have to like hire somebody to do that. So yeah. hopefully you've prearranged. Right. Would you mind dusting off the old <laughs> coffin? We just wanted to save some money, but there is that. I met a man, he's, he sells truck parts, but um, on the weekends for fun, he works to restore and map graveyards like they just go around to cemeteries wow. yeah I, I was asking him about some ghost stories okay and 
in the meantime, he was just telling me about his general graveyard mapping experiences and interesting things, such as most graves are not actually buried six feet deep. Oh. Like, who's got the manpower to dig yeah. six feet down? So yeah. they just dig a reasonable depth and set the coffin and bury it. Um, so when you're walking, like, you should never walk across the front of the headstones because graves collapse if they're not... Like, especially like the wooden, the old pine boxes, they break down and they collapse down. And a lot of the germs that people die from can still contaminate. Mm. So you don't, he, they use a little stick to kind of mark so that they can find the outline of the actual caskets, like what they're doing. And it pokes down a little ways, but he's like, you don't want to touch the end of that stick because, you know, tuberculosis or smallpox, I don't know how long or which diseases he was talking about but he was like it's a very real concern that oh that what's in there could come, not back come out like a mummy's curse yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, those yeah. things you don't want to come out but he's given me these these good details he's like you go to the cemetery in the early 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 morning to help you find the unmarked graves because the way the dew falls on the ground that has a casket in it is different from the ground that doesn't have a casket in it. Like, I don't really? know if it's the density of the earth or what, but he's like, you can you can kind of glance at the dew and get an idea of where they are, and uh-huh. that helps you for mapping purposes. And then they have to do all the genealogy to figure out who this might have been. And they submit those records to the state to kind of get it established. And occasionally they fundraise to actually have a headstone placed. So it's a whole wow. big community kind of working towards this this goal. And I'm not... I'm not saying that I'm going to join their club, I mean, but if they're looking if for they're members, <laughs> yeah, like how do I become one of you? Yeah. But I was, I was just kind of asking in general about some of these questions and uh, I was like, so like ghosts. Yeah. Right. Oh like, yeah. 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 You know, that's the obvious like question. I, I don't want to yeah. insult you with this, but ghosts. Yeah. yeah. And he told me about the cemetery, which incidentally was at the end of the road that I live on. And I don't think he knew that, but he's a very dry person, okay. not prone to exaggeration or embellishment Love it. or dramatics. Right. So he's just pretty matter-of-factly describing an incident mm. where he was asked by the state to update uh, the maps of a, the cemetery. So he's going and he's just kind of writing out the names and the dates of death. And there's. Uh, I have a quick question. Sure. Updating the map, like, do the caskets get moved around a lot? Is that a big thing? Where like graveyards just sort of shift, or like, why do you need to update? Now we them? just we just add more people to it, I guess. And okay. so from time to time, you just. I don't know that we would necessarily check our records as much as update. Okay. So I guess update okay. is probably it. All right, got it. Yeah. I'm not sure because I'm not in the club yet. But yeah, fair. he's discussing, I mean, he's describing kind of what, what he's doing, but he said, so he's in the cemetery this day, and he, he said, I was the only person there, right? And I'm doing my own thing, and I see somebody walk by out of the corner of my eye and kind of glance up and do that southern man thing where you're like, hey, how you doing? You know, just like the head nod and the mm-hmm. finger wave. And he said the guy was like overalls and a hat and kind of walking by, which is not entirely unusual for a rural community. Mm-hmm. But as I go, as he said, as I went back to riding, I remembered that there were no other vehicles there except for mine, and I didn't hear anything pull up. So I kind of look up, how did that guy get here? And he's like, I look up to see, and he's not there. Mm. He's not there anymore. So he felt pretty unsettled by that, but he finishes what he's working on. 
um, writing down the names and the dates of death and where everything's at and turns it in. And the state's like, okay, thank you for turning this in. And they contact him afterwards, like, thank you for doing this. But we have a discrepancy. Do you mind going back and checking out these plots? Like, mm. we just have them. We, 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 we're not sure that they're all here or mm. that they're all in the right order. So could you just check it? Yeah, no problem, he says. Goes back. And he's mapping again, and he's checking things out, and he gets it written down, and he's double double careful this time, doubly doubly mm-hmm. careful, and he submits it, and they call him back, and he, they're like, "Yeah, okay, so you you did these, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I did," and they're like, "Do you feel pretty confident in what you turned in?" He's like, "I yeah," and I got my wife to double check it; she was with me this time, and they're like, "Okay," and he's like, "Does it match what you had before?" And they said, no, it still doesn't match what we had before, but it also doesn't match what you gave us last time. No. And it was this one family with these seven graves, and every time they turn it in, the graves are in a different order. Oh, my God. So with the same guy monitoring it and checking it out and even having his wife check it, the headstones were shifting. Were shifting around. Shifting order, just that one little plot. And they all, it was a it was a family of about seven people, and they all died on the same day. No. Which he explained to me just signifies at that time it was probably a, a house fire or a small mm-hmm. forest fire could kind of wipe out a community. Mm-hmm. But also the yellow fever was such a thing at yep. that time. So it could have been any of these Any of these, yeah, possibilities, but nonetheless, shifty, (laughs) shifty graveyards. And then I completed my purchase at the car parts store and checked out (laughs) with the home. So that's, that's how that went. I love that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go graveyard checking with me? (laughs) Sounds terrifying. (laughs) Gosh. Oh my word. I I forgot about that story. That was a good one. Hello, lovely friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it would mean the world if you would tell other people about this podcast and maybe even spam your social media accounts with just how much you're enjoying it. If you are, of course. Also, commenting and rating us on whatever platform you're downloading or streaming from is incredibly helpful to a little startup podcast like this one. On the other hand, if you are dissatisfied with your listening experience, please leave all of that hate on someone else's podcast, just maybe to confuse them a little bit, right? But most of all, we hope you keep looking up and looking for the sunny side of life.